Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 48 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. I posted on Instagram today a clip of part of the timeline that we're on, the history of basketball, 1966-67 Philadelphia 76ers. Go check that out. I made a post about it, one of the greatest, most underrated teams of all time. But let's get into the game. Only one game to talk about tonight. I will be bringing the... I'll watch the Suns game, and I'll talk about it tomorrow. And by the way, I did check in with the Hawks game against the Nuggets, and it was the same old, same old. You know, Trey Young killing in the pick and roll, but John Collins is not getting, you know, made a real better basketball player. I don't, just don't think he's getting the right touches. And it's, it's just kind of the, if Trey plays well, you win. If Trey doesn't play well, you lose kind of deal, but... Let's move on to the Lakers against the Wizards tonight. Two dime dropper teams. The Lakers still without Dennis Schroeder and LeBron James. The Wizards, pretty sure, just no, um, I think it was just Ish Smith out tonight. And the Lakers came out a lot better than we saw against Miami. Their defensive intensity and alertness was better. I thought that they were doing a really solid job defending Beal on pick and rolls. They were doing, they were either throwing two on him, blitzing him, or they were doing the, what I think is the best strategy for pick and rolls in today's NBA that not enough teams use that we used to see more back in the day. But uh, hard hedge. Uh, somebody rotates to take the, the the next pass away, forcing the cross court pass is the only one that can beat you, and then um, yeah, rotate off the pass. And they were doing that with Beal a good amount today, forcing that cross court pass. And unless you got a guy like a LeBron or like a Magic Johnson to throw it across, or Luca, they have great height. They throw it across the court over players. So with LeBron, when teams do that uh, hard hedge and recover, they usually let LeBron get that first pass off because they don't want a catch-and-shoot situation from a LeBron pass. They want someone else to make a play. But I thought the Lakers were doing a good job of they wanted Westbrook to be the guy to take over the game, and they wanted him to be the aggressor, and he was. And Westbrook, you know, this is the thing. We've been covering the Wizards all season, and we've talked about the fact that the Wizards have been poor because of Westbrook mainly. And they've been great lately because of Westbrook mainly. And that's the thing. I always say it, guys. This is a star's sport, basketball. And when your stars don't play well, usually you can see it trickling down. And when your stars play well and set an example, it's a total difference. Look at the way Westbrook's been communicating on defense. Look at his effort on defense. I've seen him talk more in these last couple of games than I did all the beginning of the season. He's actually getting over screens with some effort. He's attacking the rim. That's the most important part. He's really attacking the basket, creating for others because of that. He's going back to the best form of himself. And even though he's just not dunking anymore, the dude airballed a freaking layup today. But he was getting to the rim, and he was making things happen for the Wizards. I thought Rui Hachimura, he was tasked with guarding LeBron for the majority of the game, and he did a very solid job. But LeBron in the first half was really good. I thought he found he was making some great outlet passes up the court. Lakers were forcing a good amount of turnovers. KCP was getting out and running. That's the thing. It's a great sign for the Laker fans. KCP continued from the momentum he built towards the end of the last game and was much better in this game. He was moving without the basketball again. You know, getting LeBron was hitting him on some really nice pin downs and down screens and back screens and 
You know, he's around the basket. LeBron was throwing some nice bullet passes, but he was also turning the ball over a good amount. However, LeBron in the first half was hitting his jumpers. He had a couple nice turnarounds over the right shoulder that we've seen more from him this season. It looked so good for the Lakers. I mean, they were up by 14 at half. You know, you thought that the Wizards just didn't have enough. They were containing Beal. Montrader was playing fantastic. He was, you know, that there's that move where they give Montrader the baseline and he goes right into the player to try to, you know, make them bounce off of him. And he goes up strong right into him and either dunks or lays it in or gets fouled. He's really good at that, taking that contact and going into the chest of defenders and so forth, etc., whatever. And I thought he was really good in this game, except in the second half, I think this is the main reason why Vogel didn't bring him back in. Laker fans, you can let me know what you think of that. Do you think it was the right decision to play Gasol more than Harrell? Gasol played 27 minutes in the end, Montrader only 23. I thought that Marquise Morris was a little better tonight. He came in and hit a stop and pop jumper off the dribble, took it to the basket. He was 3 of 5, 7 points, and plus 9. He actually had the highest plus minus of any Laker in this game, Marquise Morris. I thought Taylor Horton Tucker wasn't bad either. Some nice activity on defense, and he was 3 of 4. He made his open 3. He got to the basket a couple times. But Montrader, the thing was, he was starting to get picked on and pick and roll by, by Robin Lopez. Ro Lopez would get, uh, get on the short roll. Westbrook made some great pocket passes, and it was literally just jump hooking over a chair. Jump hook, jump hook. He was making Robin Lopez <laughs> look like freaking, I don't know, uh, sh I don't want to say Shaq, but... Maybe a more finesse big man. He's making him look like Jokic or something. Just around the basket, short rolls, just over the chair, Montrader. And he was also picking up fouls. You know, he just, yeah, he had five fouls. See, so that's one of the main reasons he was out of the game. But he was the best Laker in terms of offense, or scoring, I should say. 26 points, nine rebounds, 10 to 17. And what's funny is the, the Wizards had a gr really good third quarter. I mean, you had Westbrook playing well. You had Beal that was starting to get a little warmer. But ultimately... I thought it was the fourth quarter where the Wizards really kind of made a, a good push. And that was because LeBron was just falling in love with the three. I think that the mileage is starting to get to him a little bit. You know, he's he's played a lot this season. And he was settling for so many terrible threes. And oh my God, guys, again, how many possessions LeBron dribbling the freaking air out of the ball. And people want to act like this guy's never... like. I'm telling you, LeBron is a, in many ways, he's a ball hog. In many ways. He holds the ball a lot. Just because he makes really nice passes, you know, and likes to get his other guys shots, doesn't mean he's the most unselfish guy in the world. For the most, most part, he doesn't play off ball at all. So, like, when guys are trying to make moves, it doesn't really help when he's just standing at the three and he doesn't love the catch and shoot. He likes kind of creating his own shot. So when players drive, and people don't really sag off on LeBron like that and as it is. So it forces the other guys to go one-on-one. -on -one. And I think one problem I saw tonight was Kuzma. You know, I feel as though, even though he does other things very well, one thing that I've noticed with Kuz is he, I feel like a lot of guys, and it's not just with LeBron, it's Luka, guys that facilitate and give you, you know, create good shots. I feel like players are tempted to shoot the ball the second they get the ball from them. So like when LeBron passes Kuz the ball, I feel like he's so tempted to shoot the three right away when it's like, Put the ball on the floor. You don't have to take that shot. Maybe make an extra swing. Maybe hit him with a pump fake. I think Kuz takes too many threes. I said it last game. I've been saying it for a while. You know, 4 of 11 from 3 for Kuz. 5 of 16 overall. I thought he was he had good activity. 2 blocks, 14 points, 11 rebounds. But overall, just not enough, I don't think. Wes Matthews, minus 11, 0 of 3. He had some decent defense, but overall, just not it. 
Caruso. So the, the Wizards were starting to, and I think the main reason the Wizards were really starting to take over was because Davis Bertans was starting to make his open shots. He was 0 of 4. I was tweeting about it. Like, he needs to start making shots. He had two threes because of turnovers that the Wizards created. And some of those turnovers were created by Raul Neto. On LeBron. LeBron had a little Raul Neto, puny-ass Raul Neto on him. And he wants to post up 18 feet away from the basket and not actually make a move. One thing LeBron loves to do is he doesn't like to... Sometimes when he's in the mood, he likes to punish little guys. And then other times, he just gets the ball up top. And instead of like passing it to someone and going and reposting or something, or just getting straight to it, he likes to dilly-dally and wait for them to double-team him with a little guy on him so he can pass to someone, which is an extremely lazy way to get out of things, in my opinion. But because he seemed gassed, that's what he went for. And he turned the ball over. And then there was another time where he was going to take Denny Avdia, who I think is a very underrated defender, and I think should be getting far more minutes than he is. I've been saying it from the beginning of the season. Don't know why Bertans is getting more minutes. Avdia is a young prospect. He needs to get more minutes. He can do a lot more things than Scott Brooks is letting him do. But he did hit his open threes tonight, and he did play some good defense. And there was one play where Le- he cut off LeBron very nicely, just sliding his feet. LeBron spun, and Raul Neto knew exactly what he was going to do. He took the ball, and the Wizards scored. But at the end, Laker role players made their threes. LeBron was creating good shots. Gasol hit two threes tonight. He was two of five from three. He did struggle, however, to guard in space. That's a big problem for the Lakers. Their center play has been lacking all season against certain teams that exploit it. You get Gasol in space, that's how you beat him. You put Montrader in the pick and roll, that's how you beat him. And Montrader had some good plays around the rim earlier defensively in the first half, but in the second half, they found the matchup. Robin Lopez, a bigger guy with skill that could kind of just score over him. But, yeah, KCP hit a late three, Kuzma hit a late three, Caruso, and you got to give Caruso credit for the offensive rebounds and extra possessions, the jump ball he got at the end of the game. That allowed the Lakers to get more possessions. LeBron had some good takes to the basket towards the end of regulation, and he had the chance to win the game at the foul line on the end one, and he missed the free throw. I mean, story of LeBron's career, right? You know, he's not reliable at the foul line, especially late in games. And he has hit his fair share of clutch free throws in his career, but he's also missed his fair share. And that was an opportunity to win the game right there. You miss the free throw. Beal gets a chance to win the game. He misses. You go to overtime. Westbrook gets to the basket twice on someone. You know, LeBron scores. Beal scores again. And then it's down to like a two-point game. LeBron just took some horrible shots. His Some of his threes were so ugly looking. And then at the end, sitting in the corner, dribbling and committing the turnover. I mean, that is literally the most, like, just, I can't, I can't imagine being a teammate of someone and watching them dribble it out like that. And if they don't, if they don't give me a clear cut wide open shot or they don't score, selfish as can be. And so I get, I mean, it was partially his, you know, selfishness and partially his laziness, or I should say he's tired. I mean, LeBron's been really leading this team this whole season and he's been working harder than everybody in terms of like consistent minutes but at the same time guys let's not let's not act like this man like plays defense every night he guards the worst player on the court basically every game he was doing it again tonight he's been conserving energy on the defensive end for years now so when i see guys on twitter trying to talk about like how he's a comparable defender to michael jordan it's like dude you guys just lose credibility your standard of defense has completely gone down the drain lebron's an all-time great player but let's not lie about things uh, and I don't know if I could even say that he cost him the game tonight. I mean, Vogel, I think he should have put Montrader back in the game. Despite his defensive deficiencies, I think he should have been put back in the game. I think Kuzma settled too much. I think LeBron was lazy, though. Let's read the lines. LeBron, 
31 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists, but 8 turnovers. He was a plus 3, 14 of 29, but what I don't like, 2 of 10 from 3 and only 3 free throws attempted. So, I mean, he had some nice mid-ranges. I like that LeBron went to the mid-range more tonight and he was starting to make them. That reminded me of his Miami days. But he was 12 of... Sorry, he was 12 of 19 on twos, 2 of 10 from 3. So you can figure out what you think about that. Uh, Lakers lose three in a row. I, guys, Laker fans, I don't think it's time to panic. I think when Dennis Schroeder comes back, it's all going to be fine. You guys need to settle down, okay? You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You just need Dennis Schroeder back. It's a simple, and Anthony Davis. Like, Anthony Davis is so important to this team. I don't know why you guys thought, like, you guys were going to be able to pull this stuff off. You think LeBron, you think LeBron, LeBron is not, like, he's great, but, like, this is the Western Conference. I know he just lost the three Eastern Conference teams, but he's also not a Dennis Schroeder. That's a big deal. That's their secondary ball handler. But anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Ending a little short. I'm going to give you the Suns game tomorrow. The Lakers, they drop to... 22-10. and 10. Now the Clippers are back in second place. The Wizards, five wins in a row. Wizards fans, you got to love it. 11-17. and 17, and 17. Robin Lopez, 13 points, 5 of 8. Denny Avdia, 8 points, 8 rebounds, 3 of 5. Beal, 12 of 24, 44 minutes played, 33 points, 7 boards, 6 assists, and 3 steals. Too many turnovers, though, five of them. Westbrook, only two turnovers for Westbrook. 32 points. 14 rebounds and 9 assists on 13 of 25 efficient shooting and only one three-point attempt. If you're a Wizards fan or if you're a Westbrook fan, that is exactly how you want him playing. That is the Russell Westbrook that is at his best. And I have to give a shout-out to Rui Hachimura for making big shots, 6 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, and playing very good defense on LeBron, putting a hand up and getting physical. That's it for me tonight, guys. We'll catch you. For, I think tomorrow, Clippers are back in action, I believe. So we'll be back for that. Peace. Now we go to the live chat for a little bit with the live subscribers.